0: Our today's guest on Voice Club is Mayank Sahani who is a Chartered Financial Analyst, the MD of Max Growth Consulting. He holds two professional degrees and has worked with reputed companies in India, Dubai where he currently lives and works. Hello Mayank and welcome to Voice Club, it's a pleasure to have you here.
1: The pleasure is all mine. It's my honor to be here with (laughs) you for this interview.
0: Thank you. Before I begin, I would uh, like you to give us and our listeners a glimpse of your academic journey. You know, before you start, uh, before you start telling us, and we really really want to know about your school days, about your interests and your work, but we would like to know from you, let's start uh, by asking you.
1: Sure. So um, I think just something from about my
0: academic journey, could so yeah. you please tell us
1: something about it? Sure. So I, by professional qualification, I am a started financial analyst from USA. Then I'm also a chartered accountant yes. from India. And I'm a company secretary from India. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I did my graduation as BCom honours in business finance and accounting from Punjab University in Chandigarh. So I am in a hardcore finance yeah. and a tax professional by my academic qualification as by as well as my career on the professional side is concerned. I, you know, did my schooling. I was born in a city yeah. in Punjab called Jalandhar and I did my schooling from there. Then I moved to Chandigarh for pursuing my graduation from Punjab University in Chandigarh. And also Mm -hmm. I pursued alongside my graduation, Uh I pursued my Chartered Accountancy and Company Secretship which I completed, you know, a year after my graduation. So by the age of 22, Mm -hmm. I was a fully qualified professional and started my career at that age. And, you know, I started you know, that's kind of my brief academic journey from that perspective, you know, moving from uh, Jalandhar to Chandigarh, then to Delhi, and then finally to Dubai. So that's been my brief synopsis of my life journey so far.
0: Okay, so as a child, were you a studious child when you study in school, or was it a good balance of, you know, uh, studies and uh, co-cultural activities? How was it?
1: It was always a good balance of, you know, I was never a studious, studious child. I had, with God's uh-huh. grace, I had a good grasping power. So even while studying less, uh-huh. I was able to score decently well, but I was very active in co-curricular activities at my school level, at my college uh-huh. level, you know, right from declamation contest, de- debates, uh, then quiz contest, storytelling competition, poetry competitions, creative writing uh-huh. uh, plays. Sports, I was active in everything and I had been, you know, winning, you know, many awards during my school days and college days. Even if that journey continued during my college days at the Punjab University Uh level, I was an inter college state level debate winner as well. I was, you know, in sports, I was in my district, I was a, you know, junior chess runner up. In the, I used to follow chess. I play chess very, you know. I was a good chess player during my childhood days, and then used to follow mm-hmm. my other sports like cricket and football, and table tennis. So I actually, met, during those days, you know, when you're, you really have to live your life from your childhood up to your really? college days. Really? I almost did everything, maintaining a balance between my academic side and co-curricular activity side and sports side. So I did maintain a balance uh-huh. between all of them and was able to, with God's grace build a career while not it being a bottom kind of a studious guy for sure. I was never a studious, studious guy, but yes, I used to study hard during exams. That's the way I used to study. If I study, you know, oh, when people were doing a third no, or fourth of revisions. First. Yes, yes. So, I think uh,
0: so I used now, to be,
1: you know, I used to be the one who used to open the books for the first time and still, okay. you know, if I read something once, I used to be grasping it quite well. And that's the reason. You know, I would thank God for giving, gifting me with that ability. That if I read once, I would generally remember that thing, and that was good, good enough for me to be. Right now, right now we have so many distractions. Yeah,
0: right now we have so many distractions for the youngsters but still I see uh, youngsters you know uh, running from one class to another class trying to uh, get on with academics as well as other co-curricular activities and uh, truly inspiring whatever you've told us so far. So is there any incident while you were studying or while uh, you were in school and college was is there anything that you can recall fondly very fondly just one incident you can... I
1: I mean, just from a perspective of you know, as I mentioned to you, during my college days, Mm -hmm. I became a inter college debate winner for in Punjab University. Effectively, Uh, so that was a debate competition Mm -hmm. between all colleges which are affiliated to Punjab University. So I won that contest, but the you know after that contest popular especially between the student union parties which I had no interest in politics at all but I was literally approached by a number of student union parties in the state elections Like they wanted me to come and campaign and converse for them since I was a good orator so that was kind of I never went into that direction to be honest but I had you know became a popular heartthrob and then you know I also won in my college a Mr. Commerce title which was more like a you know uh, the Boys,
0: wow. you know, it,
1: you know. <laughs> so I won a runner sub. Con- I, won- I was a runner up of the Mr. Commerce in my college days as well. And then at a the school level, I have won you know number of laurels. So I think I always had you know you know I was it was I would not say that I uh, from popularity was something for me, but it was something to achieve something in life or to attain something in my family. We were always motivated and encouraged.
0: Yes, yes. Yes.
1: Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And that—that's that, so, the thing. And that gives you, you know, what gives you satisfaction. That's more important than anything else. The
0: yes, confidence. The
1: confidence. Yes. Definitely. Exactly.
0: So, exactly, uh, that's whilst, <laughs> so whilst you uh, were in school and in college, were there any favorite games that interested you when uh, you know when you were growing up?
1: Yeah, cricket for sure. I mean, we were all, you know, up to a school level and gully cricketers. Like cricket <laughs> is a religion in India, as you know. That certainly is the game which I have played most in my yes. life, uh, for sure.
0: More than the As I <inaudible> told you, I was a good <inaudible> chess player as
1: well since. <inaudible> So, I was a good chess player, you know, and I was a district runner up in chess competition as well. I used to be part of the school table tennis team. I used to be part of the school football team as well. So, So I have, you know, played various sports. I would mm -hmm. not, and even in the the athletics. Which was your favourite one? Favourite was certainly cricket. I mean, (laughs) for sure, if I just say that, you know, I live, breathe cricket from (laughs) that perspective, right from my childhood. You know, even not just playing cricket, Mm -hmm. but following cricket, you know, from that perspective, that's something. Which has been built into us, and that's something which is because of my family background. To be very fair, that we were born in an atmosphere uh, and brought up in an atmosphere where we all used to live and breathe cricket. Because my father, he's a manufacturer of sports goods uh, in the biggest sports goods manufacturing hub of India in Jalandhar. So, as you know, Jalandhar is the you know main hub of sports goods manufacturing. So, my father and the entire immediate family around us they they all are into the sports goods manufacturing business. A number of them have been yes. sponsoring a number of legends like sachin dulkar ms dhoni so i've all met all these players wow. you know uh, right from my childhood and oh. that always you know makes you that connection wow. up with the game was very very strong correct okay. correct okay. so true so
0: true so um, when you were growing up look i'm looking at your, uh, uh, your academic qualifications, and I'm thinking in my mind, uh, was there always a well thought plan behind uh, the choice of subjects? Because in senior school, children tend to be a little bit um, undecisive about what they want to take. So, uh, were you clear at that point of time exactly what you want to do? I
1: think or was there somebody
0: clear, to guide
1: you to all of it. To be very fair, I was pretty clear from you know by grade nine. When uh, you know, I was in our times. You know, we had to choose the subjects or specialization in you know grade eleven yes. onwards. You know, after the grade ten. So grade nine, I think I had pretty much made up my mind. My family, my father in particular, he's from a science background, so he wanted me to take up non-medical and become okay. an engineer because I was good in academically and I was good yes. in maths. That's you know, yes. one thing but I was never you know a studious kind of child so whatsoever I've seen my cousins and yeah. my you know other family members who had taken up engineering in their career I'd seen them they were all studious and hard-working yeah. people I said I'm not like that you know <laughs> and yeah. my interest coming from a business family as I told you was always to although my family wanted me to be an yeah. engineer but my Coming from business family, commerce always interested me out because we have. Uh-huh. I used to accompany my father to his factory right from the childhood. So we have seen, you know, business, we've seen how the accounts are prepared and things like that. So that was an automatic interest towards commerce and business for me, you know, naturally so in spite of my family or my father in yeah. particular wanting me to take up non-medical or engineering even my teachers since i was you know yeah. most of my teachers you know yes. since i was good academically everybody yes. wanted yes. me or you know pressurized me i should go okay. for you know that was the most thought of it the <laughs> you know, commerce is taken okay. by the people okay. who are every students like you know that uh-huh. even those that was the tendency yes, like that's Everest
0: was Everest. yeah yes. that's you know
1: now it's changed a lot but i'm good. just talking about the time yes, when i did yes. it you know it used to be the kind of you know conception but I said, you know, I would rather yes. be enjoying my life, I don't want to be, you know, working, you know, uh, spend my 12 hours, yes. 14 hours studying all the time. So, yes. I would do, Correct. whatsoever is, you know, gives me a decent career without kind of really, you know, sp- spending my whole life in studying. So, I chose, co- and by end of grade 9, I was 100% sure, I told my family, I told my teachers. You followed your me. heart, you followed your
0: heart. I followed you my followed passion, you know,
1: that's it, you know, that's yes. what I, my heart, my intuition, and I always in my life go with the gut feeling. So, it was a gut feeling. That, you know, this is something which I will be comfortable doing without putting you know much uh, pressure on myself, I can still do well in this field, and that's with God's grace, that's what it ended up being.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I just uh, want to know uh, that now that you're living in Dubai, what is your experience of uh, working in India? You work both places, India as compared to working in the UAE, and what's the cu- work what culture like? You know, because I am I, uh, I don't know how many years you've been there, so. But tell us, I mean, how uh, has
1: it been over these so, years that you've been? I mean, see, I have been in Dubai now for 16 years. So that's been kind of wow. a... Um, a so long time. Before that, I did work in India for three years for, you know, and I did my articleship of mm-hmm. CA, as you know, we have, while I was doing my CA, I, I did my articleship. So I have a total of six yes. years of work experience in India, including my articleship for sure. And then after that 16 years, I have been working in, mm-hmm. in Dubai. So, you know, during the time I have been and I still work a lot with indian clients so i understand in terms of the work culture i would say you know it's quite similar uh between india and you know dubai i mean these are not the countries where you can say that you have the best work-life balance but Dubai is comparatively still better mm-hmm. than India from a work-life balance perspective That at least after a certain point okay. of time, you will not be having calls Typically, okay, we still go up to 9 in the night in Dubai mm-hmm. In India, when I was used to be working, I don't, uh-huh. we, there was no time, you know We had spent like nights and nights in offices, <laughs> you know, effectively going, returning back at 3 or okay. 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. from the office So I've done all that oh in my. India But in Dubai, generally, by after nine, we don't, you know, get... So, at least it's better. I'm not saying it's like Australia or New Zealand or, you know, some other European Uh countries where after five or six, nobody works. Dubai Mm -hmm. is not like that. But, you know, typically, Uh eight or nine people are generally working and you know since i'm running my own company so you know it becomes even more onerous that yes, you can, can't refuse yes. a client call if the client calls you at eight or nine then yes. you know it's it's in. yeah if somebody calls after nine then yes. or messages you after nine you can always politely say let's talk tomorrow morning but before that it is considered that you are too lazy in work culture it, you, know, you, you so overall uh, you otherwise i would just here and say here i say because
0: in
1: Dubai is like, you know, since we have a lot of Indian population, I mean, but the good part or the difference, I would say, is it's a highly cosmopolitan country. 40 to 45% of the total population in Dubai is Indian. But then, you know, you have 55% population, which is from 130 countries in the world. And you tend to learn a lot of cultures. And since all cultures are, you know, they a number of people coming from different cultures, they believe in a work-life balance. So there is a good mix between you know, uh, work-alcoholism and as well as towards the work-life balance. Yeah. So Dubai gives you the right mix between the yeah. two you can do well in your career yeah. without really overstretching yeah. yourself you also, like the way it happens in the Indian corporate culture.
0: Yeah, you've also mentioned, you told us that you were also doing, you were also studying at the time when you were answering, so uh, the work and the studies that you put in while you were in Dubai, so it must, uh, it must have really helped because of the, you know, as you said, the times uh, that you had to spend in India, you were much more comfortable uh, with that in UAE. So, um, what have been the milestones? What have been the milestones that you've achieved now that you have climbed the corporate ladder? You're the MD of your company. Uh, I'm sure uh, heavy is uh, the head and heavy is the shoulders of people who have to manage everything. So, I'm sure you're always on your your toes and you're always working uh, uh, for, uh, you know, uh, the betterment of your company and the people who work for you. So, how does that, uh, you know, what are the milestones so far you think that uh, you have achieved and you'd like to go uh, with?
1: Sure, sure. Exactly. So just talking about, you know, my experience, I did my CFA from US while I was working with Ernst & Young, which is one of the big four consulting firms in the world. I was working with EY at the time I was doing my CFA and given that corporate culture, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the big four consulting firms are quite supportive if you want to enhance your educational qualifications so we used to anyways get in yeah, dubai you yeah. have a one month complete annual leave you know and i used to use my annual leave primarily for studying that's you know during the working hours wow. i used just used to be mostly you know take the you know uh, it would uh-huh. be you know just on the weekends i will study just to you know stay in touch with you know making things but the thing was like since okay. what i was actually practicing mm-hmm. in my professional life the cfa uh, education was mm-hmm. quite similar to what we were practically doing in ey at, at during that time so when you were applying the practice in theory right. it was much easier that way out that grasping mm-hmm. of the concepts was become a, so you did not have okay. to put the same level of effort like most of the other kids who are doing a cfa which is a quite a competitive mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. You, they will okay. put in i since of a practical work experience okay. in the same field i was able to you know grasp the things much more faster and with the you know fact that we used to get one month annual leave and i used to take it before my exams every year because there were three levels of cfa and i had to take your know, time off during that time so that was good enough to you know balance yes, my yes, studies yes. and with you know and I, I was able to clear you know without any obstacles or without any failures i would yes. say from that perspective so the firm the company was quite supportive yes. and that's what you know it is important that if you want to pursue education, you know, along with full time working, your Organization needs to be quite supportive, and I'm thankful to my organization for being supportive. EY was quite supportive in that, and overall, I spent almost 10 years of my you know career in Dubai with EY, so that's more like my alma mater from a professional career perspective. Then from Um, EY, I was picked up by my you know I'm talking about milestones now. You know, I started my career with the company Crompton Greaves, which is a listed company in India. Then I was picked up from there by Price Waterhouse Coopers, which is again one of the big four consulting firms, and I worked with them in Delhi
0: and it's from it's I was picked up by Ernst yeah, in
1: Dubai yeah. so all these have been my milestones and automatically so it was used to be like you know one thing led to the another and I was you know picked up rather than actually applying for things you know somebody or the other referred me to some positions oh. and I got okay. you know picked up so it, I never actually had to do a serious yeah, job
0: definitely.
1: yeah exactly I so mean if you're I, doing well I think that people I, I mean, on your back, speak that. That's the way I have lived yeah. my life. You know, it's not that people speak what they speak in on your face because everybody I, will try to say good words. But what they see on your back and when yeah. they do these things, you know, at least you're doing yeah. something right. And I learned from my mentors. My mentors, whether it yeah. was in India or whether it was in Dubai, you know, the the office managing uh-huh. partner of Ernst and Young, you know, yeah. he was a yeah. very highly respected professional called Edward Quinlan. He's an Irish person. He's my mentor in Dubai, who actually I've learned a lot. From him on how to maintain, you know, the discipline in the work life and how to maintain the professional etiquettes, professional ethics. Yes, so I when you look up this exactly, and that's when you say, and because of these things, when you start following somebody, you become. I became a blue-eyed boy for you know the, in the firm for the uh-huh. office managing partner. So you uh-huh. call, actually because of the way you you know and they. Somebody started seeing you as yes, you have a potential and you have a much higher and faster. So I rose to the level of director in Ernst & Young at quite a young age. And from there I was managing an account which is the office of His Highness Crown Prince of Dubai, which is the son of the ruler of Dubai and who will be the next ruler of Dubai. So I, it was my client initially for a few years. And from there they offered me to you know join them and manage their you know investment and tax matters for the, His Highness itself. And that was again a great experience working with the royal family working yeah, with a so royal family member. So, all these
0: experiences members. have molded you into the kind of professional person that you are. and yeah, uh, you I'm
1: know, just coming to you. Yeah, so, then I moved, my,
0: you know,
1: Yeah, that's when you know. Then Uh, from there, the opportunity came to you know join a multinational boutique consulting firm as a equity partner, which is the current firm, which is Maxroth Consulting, and they supported me that since I am you know have been doing consulting all my life, so my heart actually lies in consulting. I actually like to you know deal with different people, and so I continue to be retainer for my His Highness office. And then that's the time I stepped into Mm -hmm. five years back. I stepped into the role of, you know, Maxwell Consulting. And we are a boutique multinational firm, you know, with a boutique, uh, you know, or lean staff structure, but we have a very good client base and we give the quality of work. Uh, same as a big four levels, you know that's where we have we stand out to the market as a boutique firm at a very competitive price at almost a fraction of a price mm-hmm. of big four. We are able to deliver the same quality of work, you know. What because of my experience and most of my team members they come from big four or other consulting firms. So because of the kind of team we have built out, it's more that you know what gives us mm-hmm. satisfaction is it's not about you know we want to be the biggest firm in the world. That's never we want to be the you know whatsoever of clients mm-hmm. we serve we want. Do their justice to those clients and want okay. to be appreciated by those clients, and there should be a value for money for those clients. That's the principles we run the. Law. So we actually okay. manage our work, or we keep we grow our firm at a pace at which we can manage. We don't want to grow at a pace where our quality gets compromised. So okay. we have a very gradual growth wait. path. And I, can, we are I taking it out. can see. Yes. yes, I can see as a leader, you definitely the
0: person person who says, let's do it, I'm sure, because of the uh, the, the things that you've told me so far, I think you're a team player, and since cricket was one of the games that you play, I'm sure that also contributed, in the way you work is... That is the thing, so in our firm, uh, you know, company... So-
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, so, I mean I, I, that, in any team sport that builds that team culture and in our company, the culture yeah. is like every team member is like a family, we don't have a typical corporate hierarchy kind of a structure where, you know, people even the lowest level in my company, the junior most staff can directly call me and speak to me and that's the kind of structure of flexibility and we give the people, the flex. even before COVID, we always They're have given the people it. the flexibility to work if they want to work from home, they want to work on flexible hours. Because as long as the work is delivered, for us the target is, as long as we have client commitments, we have client engagements, those things are getting delivered on time, whether you like to work from 5 in the evening to 5 in the morning, or you want to work from 5 in the morning to 5 in the evening, or whatever you want to work, it's your call. So people think, people find that flexible, and that's where, you know, know, a lot of, I've seen seen corporates, which are very strict about, you know, the timesheets and, you know, people coming Mm -hmm. on time and going on time. We don't have that yes, kind of culture, yes. it's more like a family culture that, you know, everybody and if somebody is a problem, you know, we yes. are there to support them. If somebody needs to go on and leave, if yes. they have an issue with their family, we don't, you know, go, we support them, you know, effectively in every possible yes. manner, because every team member is like a family to us, because we, yes. the culture, it's not like we have thousands of employees. I think so, I with the small know. employees, you have that personal connect with yeah. each
0: other. So, with this uh, pandemic that came in, I think you guys must have not had any problem because you already have such uh, a workplace uh, environment. So, uh, I I just want to know something. Since you've been so long in Dubai, I'm sure uh, as Arabic is a business language besides English and French, uh, did you learn a bit of Arabic as well? Did you learn Arabic? To be very fair, um, you know,
1: I. I have, you know, I'm good in grasping things. You know, but language to learn is, Arabic is a very, very technical language. I've never, I've done, you know, I understand the very basics of Arabic, but more importantly, if you see the the working culture here, Arabs are very expressive people. They wear their emotions on their face. So even when you're part of business and corporate meetings, even if I don't understand the words properly, I can understand what they're saying from the expression and their face reaction. So it's more like, we never had the issue of, but yeah. generally in UAE, it's only the official language, and we have staff who does, you know, uh, any translation in Arabic, and anything is required on the documentation. But in the normal business meetings, the official language is English because of the cosmopolitan nature of the country itself. As I told you, there are 15% locals in yeah. UAE only, 85% people expats. Yeah. So in the workforce everywhere you have expats, and not everybody yeah. understands Arabic. So in UAE in particular its arabic yeah. is not a mm-hmm. official i mean i would say official corporate language it's the official government language for documentation okay. and all the okay. you know laws and everything will be in arabic and then it will be translated into english but in uh-huh. the business meetings okay. and everything it's english which is the you know and everybody and more important part is the skill to understand different accents of english because when you talk to a east european to right. to an australian to a brit a or to an american everybody has a different accent so with the you know spending that much time you know we have all yeah. developed we can speak kind of them and we can match or understand their accent and try to match the accent so that they also feel comfortable so both than the arabic i think yeah that's yeah. the skill set we have i have developed over the 16 years of learning different accents of english great
0: so um, this brings me uh, to uh, my next question well uh, i think uh, after all these things that you've done, uh, you've also, besides being just into work and work only, there are other things also that that you have pursued uh, and uh, one of them, I think, is, um, you know, you've uh, also gone into co-curricular activities with uh, uh, a lot of uh, interest. So can you tell us something about the new um, YouTube channel that you've begun and uh, you've brought out? Uh, that was something that I wanted
1: to ask from all the work that sure. you Sure. Exactly. So, as I told you from my background. You find time childhood. to do this. How do you
0: find time to do so
1: much? Yeah. It's a passion, right? I think I always believe at certain stage in life, you need to pursue your passion, you know, profession. I have, you know, worked hard and been relatively stable in my profession by now. So, uh, it was on this new year, you know, I... I a new year resolution, you know, and when I make a resolution, I try to actually fulfill Out it was my new year resolution on 1st of January 2022, that I'm a passionate sports fan. You know, I don't get that much time because of the work commitment to play sports, but I still do follow most of the sports, you know, especially the sports which India plays, whether it's cricket, hockey, Olympics, badminton, I do follow the sports very closely because of my interest, you know, whether, you know, I will go and read about the updates on sports every day evening. So and New I friends. have a friend circle who are equally passionate sports fans. You know, we are that crazy sports fan. When India is playing, like say in Dubai, we will make sure we watch every single match of India. When even if they are losing, we will be the ones cheering the stats. You know, uh-huh. or that level. Like, you know, we be a die-hard so was, it, was it? Was it one of these? Was, uh-huh. So was it one of these uh, games that you
0: were sitting and watching when this? The
1: idea just you know kind of came into your mind that we should start a YouTube channel for sports fans out, and studios? I think the idea came in you know where I've seen people okay a lot of people in media you know mm-hmm. they talk in a very biased manner right I think they have you know certain favorite mm-hmm. players especially let's talk about the example of Indian cricket team it's more the media who's created these gangs between you know Virat Kohli mm-hmm. and Rohit Sharma and stuff so I find at times because at somebody's you know favoring mm-hmm. one and somebody's favoring another, I always believe that I'm a true Indian at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and no individual is above the country. That's and at times I wanted like the sports fan, we all want our country to do well. Our country, we don't want all. So we wanted that okay because of the media houses, they you know they would have some vested interest or they will speak. You know, as sports fan, we can still mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. to give a platform mm-hmm. to every sports fan through which we can express yes. an unbiased and uncensored mm-hmm. opinion. We are not pressurized by any cricket board, we are not all a sports authority. We will Correct. actually give what the view a general right. Indian or general sports fan would believe, and with, with, Correct. irrespective of which sport Correct. it is. Correct. Correct. Yes. So yes. it was just the, the, the idea of starting this channel, was right. since we already follow and pursue the sports as a sports fan so passionately, so yes. let's have a platform where we can give yes. mm-hmm. what we discuss amongst ourselves. We can give a voice so that voice can reach a larger public. Yes. So that's where we just started it as a very small initiative, yes. and we intend to build yes. time. So normally, as so I you said, that how do you get time? Yes. It's more of a weekend kind of an activity. Yes. For me, like since the week, so <laughs> we do the recording of our sessions in weekends. Then okay. I have one of my team members, yes. whom I have, yes. who is you know dedicated on this yes. job, who does the edits of our videos. And then he uploads into our YouTube okay. channel. So, okay. so instead of you know spending time on maybe you know compromising on watching one movie on a weekend, we use that time for pursuing our passion.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how
1: we are able to find the time. Very all good, of us, you know, own. so that's, that's how great. we do it.
0: Yeah so what was the reaction that you received you know once you uploaded the video the promotional video went up uh what was the reaction you received from friends from uh, you know people who viewed it and uh, just generally what was the reaction
1: i think with uh, god's grace i think we have got a pretty it's just a startup youtube channel it's just started on first of january and we have yes. uploaded seven or eight videos yes. which are still a work in progress till now but You know, everybody did congratulate me for pursuing my Everybody knew in in my circle that I was a passionate sports fan. Uh And they said, you know, not many people, you know, have that. Take that step to pursue that. Everybody has some interest or some hobby, but because of your work commitments and other life commitments, you at times don't get the time to pursue your passion or hobby. And I believe me taking that step, you know, and finding time from my profession and, you know, my core, you know, uh, bread-earning business. I'm able to find time to pursue my passion hobby mm-hmm. will inspire a lot of other people to give whatsoever is their passion or happy that's what my I thought okay uh, since a lot of people look up to me in my okay. team in my circle as a role model so if I'm being a role model I want to also say that okay if whatsoever hobby whatsoever passion you have if you really believe in it mm-hmm. you should pers- you know pursue it because life is too short you don't know how long you're going to live but do what you really want what really your heart gives the heart the satisfaction to do it and doing discussion on sports and giving doing these youtube videos gives me the satisfaction and also gives the satisfaction to my friends who come on my YouTube videos now. And, you know, it's a platform open uh-huh. for, you know, every sports fan as so you look at the launch video. It's not something anybody can write to us who is uh-huh. interested in talk on any sports and we want to make this an open platform. It's not like a channel where only experts will come and right. they can talk, you know. We, so, we right. yes, if the experts come in the due right. course of time, once right. our channel becomes popular, and, because with our with the connection, I know quite a lot of sports person. Uh-huh. I would okay. invite them so to, you know, for an interview.
0: So, that would really
1: help, yes. Yeah, that yes, that would be later stage. I don't want that to be in right help. now, I want, to start with,
0: that.
1: Yes. Yeah, I want to start with the the fact that, you know, that it should be a platform for sports fans to express their voice, express their opinion. And I believe the connection, that we speak yes. from the heart, which so, so is uh, out to the hearts of the sports fans, you know, it connects from heart to heart. That's what I generally... Definitely, definitely, your
0: followers will increase. And- and the people who are listening to you on Voice Club will definitely be interested, and I'm sure that they would even contact you. Uh, uh, and yes, would, connecting uh, I mean, uh, get sure to do it. Do it.
1: So, I mean, we have uh, named. I just yes. spent. A, I actually reserved this. You know, the idea of connecting billions came to me around three years back when I registered a website with the name of Connectingbillions.com. Effectively. And at yes. that time, yes. it, I wanted to do anything which can connect billions of people, not just billions of millions, but billions of, of the whole world population. Yes. That's when I chose the name, you yes. know, effectively connecting billions. So then since sports was yes. a passion, I Definitely. know that, you know, yes. there are billions, yes. billions of sports fans in India. And in India yes. alone, you have a billion plus cricket fans in yes. India yes. alone. So I wanted yes. to yes. have the platform which yes. can connect yes. all those billions of sports fans to you know, express their emotions, express their views without any censoring, without any anybody's open, you know, you're welcome to, you know, write the mail to us at our email ID connecting at gmail.com. And we will invite you to be a part of our panel discussion. So any said thing you want to do on sports. Definitely. definitely.
0: So all the listeners of voice plug, please note it. So please once again repeat the address if anyone is listening, definitely we'll get and that we will also be providing it uh, in uh, the comments down when we upload uh, this um, interview so uh, what was the what was the uh, one cricket match that you probably remember that you would like to uh, give uh, account about and you know uh, you really feel proud about it and uh,
1: I think in okay. my, you know, during the time I have been, you know, uh, since 1983 was, World Cup, uh, I, I was not even there also. for that. Match, so I can't, you know, although it was a memory which I've seen cherished but throughout my, yes, you know, young yes. days. You recent, know, in that recent was the most. Was... Was... Yeah, the recent times I would still say since the time I have been a It's trying, pack. it's trying, it's really trying
0: uh, to.
1: Uh... <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So 2007 T20 World Cup victory. The final between yes. India and Pakistan, which that was the one moment, and then the 2011 World Cup victory yes. with MS Dhoni hitting that you know last ball six, those still are the most embedded memories yes. from cricket in my mind. You know, I, it has nothing has come so far close to it, and I hope in the coming in 2022 T20 2020 World Cup and the 2023 ODI World Cup, yes. the India as Indian sports fans, we yes. uh, our sport, cricket team gives us those additional memories which should be embedded for in life. But at the moment, I would say the two cricket matches, 2017 20 World Cup final between India and Pakistan and 2011 World Cup final between India and Sri Lanka, which India won both the World Cups, those are my most cherished memories, which will you know, always be the most precious <laughs> memories to me, and for every Indian, I believe. And then from the overall sport, we are a channel which is not only cricket, I would say we are a multi-sport channel. So I think the most important sports memory oh, yeah. bigger than cricket for yes, me. I was is about super... to answer that question.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can go ahead.
0: So uh I was gonna ask you this question, it was in my mind that you know, uh, is it only gonna be for a focus on uh, cricket or will your channel also focus on the sports enthusiasts of various sports, you know? So, this was, and you answered us. Uh, so, uh, everyone this is a multi sports channel,
1: and this about is for every sports, you know, every well. single sports, you know, effectively we are covering. And the most important sporting memory from me, from India Indian yes. perspective, is Neeraj Chopra winning the Olympic golds yes. in the Tokyo Olympics 2021, the first athletics gold so for, for India.
0: Definitely. Then That's
1: then the biggest sporting definitely. memory, and it overrides my cricket memories as well.
0: Definitely.
1: So, yeah, so that gave me the real goosebumps, <laughs> so, you okay? so, know, seeing. Neera Chopra, the young boy from Haryana, with, with a you know, with that background, doing so well in individual sports, you know, it, it was you know I think the most pride moment for every yeah. Indian. I believe winning in the Olympics gold over all. Yeah. If Indian. you had a
0: chance to meet up with him, supposing if you had a chance to meet up with him or any other sports icon, who would that be? Would it be him or? Would it be someone else I, I certainly say yes, from it sports,
1: I, if I really say that from the you know, Indian sports fraternity, there are three players I would like to meet. One is from Athletics uh, Neera Chopra, from Badminton PV Sindhu and from Cricket Virat yes. Kohli. Uh, Virat Kohli, I have met once, so I mean, I would just put that across, but I would just okay. see yes, That was a long time back. Oh. So, but yeah, I would certainly yes. meet these are the three yes. people I would really would cherish the time if they at some time i would want them to be coming on my channel and do an interview with three of them so that would be my you know real sports yeah. fan moment
0: so uh, through this through this uh, channel that you've started uh, have you plans uh, you know to bring about the youth of the world to realize the importance of uh, you know uh, sports in schools and colleges and in their work lives and future
1: Exactly is it I believe also it's very the... India is not a sporting nation yeah. But sports is a very hmm. not, Even if you don't play the sports at professional level I would encourage every single child Every single youth to pursue sports Mm -hmm. and that's how you see the western countries they're so passionate about sports and sports can become a very good career for people from underprivileged backgrounds and middle class family children they can really make it big you know in their lives so i certainly believe you take sports as seriously as important academics is in your life if you're really good at sports i request all the parents if your child is good in any sports please encourage them to pursue that and if our channel can be of any help in promoting it the talent, video on our email and we will try to upload that so that the challenge becomes more
0: visible. Uh, how did your family sir, take to this idea that uh, you know and uh, all this uh, activity on sports are they sports fans too?
1: Uh, my father is somebody who is a sports fan and cricket fan like me and that's where I got genetically from him my passion for sports, as I told you. And he's into that business, effectively, of sports goods manufacturing and sports goods selling. You know, he, you know, we have a, we, our goods are quite popular on, on online platforms like Amazon and Flipkart, etc. Mm-hmm. As well. Mm-hmm. So we discuss. Me and my dad are the one who discuss sports and cricket or anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: quite regularly. Even you know, while he's in India, I'm here. Right. So every day we have a call. We would spend time on, you know, talk. So and right from the childhood, you know, that's been our, you know, bond in right. the sports is where our biggest bond the two of us have mm-hmm. so yes he was the one i think your rest everyone you know my mom sister and the rest of the family everybody mm-hmm. you know is they're not that passionate about sports that like, they do follow it but not that passionate it's more mm-hmm. my and my father mm-hmm. and you know the, my family has always supported me in whatsoever i wanted to do i mean they, never ever in my life mm-hmm. i have ever been stopped from doing anything by the family you know so whatsoever I, think, I wanted I to pursue in my life
0: whether it's a career you've done so you know, far to Dubai, beautiful yes. whether it was
1: a decision to move to Dubai my hmm. family has always supported you know they have hmm. never they have been I mean, I've been blessed to have a family who's never put the kind of you know okay. any restriction on us. You know, okay. as me, my sister, mm. growing up, and even further that. Mm-hmm. And you need that family support for doing anything in life. And the blessings of Definitely. the family, there's nothing bigger than that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, with this, I uh, would like to thank you very much for giving us this wonderful interview, being so patient. And uh, I would like you to finally leave our listeners um, at VoicePlug with a message. Uh, something that uh, you know would resonate uh, with all the cricket fans with all the sporting uh, uh, fans and all the enthusiasts of sports yes and also there could be some youngsters who are planning to get into uh, the field that you are in uh, at work and uh, definitely you're uh, you know be inspired by whatever you've done and Take a uh, few um, tips on how to go about it. So, you could please, um, you know, give us this message, to, which would be as an adage probably for the younger lot and also a lot of inspiration uh, to other people who maybe are in your field but they just um, are living, you know, the rat uh, trap race uh, behind uh, work and uh, really not enjoying their lives and doing what they really would like to do and pursuing their passions. So, please.
1: Sure. So my one-liner message to every youngster listening to this podcast is hmm. believe in what you do and yes. do what you believe in.
0: Yes.
1: That's been my success mantra in my life. Yes. That whatsoever I truly believed in in terms of my career options and hmm. my passion, yes. I have pursued it. Yes. And pursue it with all honesty. And if you do that, you will achieve success. Don't go into the rat race that your friends or your neighbors or your, or, uh, you know, cousins are pursuing a certain career. You also have to do that. Every person is different. God has made each of us different. So whatsoever is your real, what really you think is what you want from your heart and what you're really good at, mm-hmm. just pursue that as your career and as your passion. And will succeed that's the only way if you do something with a half-hearted effort if somebody forces you into it you will never be able to achieve success in that field Mm -hmm. so that's what request to all the parents don't pressurize your kids in pursuing your dreams let them pursue their own dreams because once you let them do that Mm -hmm. they will achieve success and they will find the ways to achieve success as parents it's your duty to guide them but just don't you know stop them or impose your dreams onto them that's what my message to everyone, to the youngsters, and to the parents listening to those podcasts would be. And for people who are passionate about sports, I really believe that for the youth of India, it's really important. All the children of India, for the next generation, mm-hmm. that we do become into a sporting power. We are doing well in economy. We are doing well in business. We are doing well. But sports is one area which really. You know, gives the pride to every country when we do well. It's every single person, Indian, or every countryman. Yes. It gives the pride mm. that, you know, we have achieved something when we win an Olympic medal or we win a World Cup cricket or an Olympic medal in hockey or a World Cup in hockey. The whole country gets united by that. Sports yes. has that binding force. Yes. Good. Good. And it is a lucrative career if you're really good at it. So, which are sports you're good at, Please keep on pursuing it. And if our YouTube channel Connecting Billions can support in any way by showcasing your talent, please write to us. you subscribe to our channel Connecting Billions on YouTube and our e- email ID, you can write to us and we will certainly feature you on our channel. At gmail.com. That's our email ID. So everyone please listening, get in touch please
0: note it down.
1: What's our okay. way we can contribute? Yes. Yeah, it's there on our channel if you look through even if you you have the link of our channel on our yes, my Facebook page if you can just copy from there. And we'll be shortly And in all the videos yes. in the launch video. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: In the launch video itself our email ID is given and okay. anybody can get in touch okay. with us over there okay. and we will certainly help to
0: we'll be putting it into our newsletter as well. Mail. Um it'll be on our podcast, it'll um, be on the newsletter, so you can definitely get in touch. And thank just you so much professional somebody wants to you know get things. Yes. The, the, yes. Yes, uh, young, thank you so it's much It's been a real uh, for... pleasure and honor Yes, thank you so much And it was nice that we could have a little uh, Chat as well So, uh, hope to talk to you once again soon If there's something that uh, we can share With our listeners, with the people around the world uh, Thank you so much for this Wonderful thing that you're doing And uh, best of luck for your future endeavors And uh, God bless, thank you Thank you so much